Oh my goodness, we've been doing this pandemic life for more than a year. We are all exhausted, fatigued, bored. So today we're going to look at how fatigue and boredom can affect you at home and at work. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Jen, what is this cocktail called? Barraquito? Oh my goodness. I know. Let me Did tell you, you about it? this. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so it's got this liquor 43 in it, mm-hmm. which both of us have agreed is magical. It, it's like butterscotchy or something vanilla e yeah um it is we've we've both talked about how we love elderflower right that type of it, it is that but like it has a spice to it almost that you i mean you would have like this this drink by the way it's it's espresso and hot milk it's sweetened condensed milk it's cinnamon and it's lemon zest and it's all of those things liquor 43 is cinnamon vanilla and citrus yeah but in the smooth ooh, ooh delicious so, liqueur. so good so we have this nice little thing it's it's just a nice little warm drink and surprising just a surprising flavor and so comforting i love it mm-hmm. and it's 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 like a hot toddy without the bite kind of yeah mm-hmm. you should check it out folks oh my gosh it's so delicious. good Let's just say that when I when I tasted liqueur forty three for the first time, our mixologist was like, "Oh yeah, this tastes like holidays at home," and told us these great stories about how that was something that was always available. And I, on my way home from the the cocktail shoot, I bought some. It didn't last very long. Weird. It was a small bottle. It was a very small. Well, evaporation, you know. Right. Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this today, this fatigue or boredom situation, because um, we are recording on a Monday and I have not had this kind of overwhelmed, fatigued Monday in a long time. So You are burning the candle at both ends right now. And so that makes sense. Fatigue is the name of the game. Right now I'm getting that, not boredom. How about you? How are you? You know what? I'm going to admit that I'm feeling pretty good right now. But that's on a pandemic measuring stick. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, I definitely do not feel like I just left a spa or a resort. Let's be clear. But I'm coming out of a fog. And so that feeling is not that far in my distant past. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. I'm <laughs> fairly sure I've got a month of fatigue left before things start to swing up. And so I sort of know that, but it's interesting because part of that is where we are in life and the decisions we made and we're trying to, you know, get into the new building, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of it is the things that have come with the pandemic, not knowing when people are going to go back to work, my children unsure about what they want to do with school, Mm -hmm. not going out of the home very often. We have explored every thing to do within our four walls there is to do and we are yeah. not alone here we are just not alone yeah yeah i uh, the fog that is kind of permanently inside my head has been hard to cut through it's been hard to cut through and um so that kind of feels a lot like boredom it feels like fatigue it feels like seasonal affective disorder it feels like a lot of things 
It does. To me, it feels a little bit like mild depression. It feels like listlessness and a ridiculous lack of focus. And, you know, let me be clear, there are, there are moments where what's happening at work is super exciting and we've got some great new clients and we're doing some work and like my staff is so talented and they're just making everything magical. It's so impressive. So there really have been quite a few bright spots, but the sort of erosion of reserves, I think that this past year has, Mm -hmm. has proven or given or taken whatever I want to say there is a lot. And I'm wondering if other people are feeling that way. Well, I know I was feeling like this until I went back to physically going to a different building for work. But the lack of boundaries, like you're not getting in your car on a daily basis. No, no. And you're not, you know, we talked about this when we were planning the different smells and sounds and light quality and those things that cue you between doing thing A and thing B. All of that is gone. And so our bodies are confused. My body is confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lack of boundary and the lack of, well, we can talk about this in a minute, but there's like this lack of new experiences too. So you're, there's a lack of stimulation. There's a lack of positive stimulation. And I, and I think that when you're, just like when you're trying to form a new habit and you have to do that thing repetitively for it to build into a habit, you can do that on the negative side too. You can you can wear ruts in your brain that are uh, Groundhog Day that pull you down just as much as you can build healthy habits. Yeah, it's true. And I think um, lots of people have seen that in their children and in themselves. And I can see that at home. <laughs> My kids have gotten to the point where, I mean, Mind you, I have three boys and they have energy to burn, but there's lots of wrestling with them now and squeezing. And Mm -hmm. it, it presents to me like the need for stimulation and the need for touch and the need to feel something has increased. And so they're, they're, we're seeing it in a physical way, which, which I find is interesting. I don't know. I, um, on the one hand, I feel like it's been a year of, dulled senses and needing to find that sensation that you would have had moving back and forth between different environments. I've seen that in my kids too, their desire to, uh, to wrestle. We're not a wrestle, we're a tickling family and a cuddling family, but we are not a wrestling family, but their desire to wrestle and scare, like the thrill that they get from that surprise, like hiding sneak attack and the big scare and the scream that happens. That's our family's version of what you're talking about, the squeezing and stuff. And I, I do see them seeking input in a lot of different ways. Even my son who, I mean, maybe this isn't connected, but my son has even been testing out even stronger tastes. Like, a more sour taste in like something that he wants to try or a a more pungent taste. Like he's seeking out food. He's always kind of poo-pooed. Yeah. So it's, it's like they're, they're seeking out more input and a little bit of a thrill because they're not getting it from the places where they'd have normally gotten it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with trying new foods though. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think this, I, 
I don't know how you feel, but like this summer, our family felt a bit of a reprieve in that we felt safe going to our pool. You know, masks were still required and distance was required, but that felt strangely normal. And then this fall when my son played soccer, that felt being outside and watching him play soccer felt super normal. And then we kind of all went indoors and school started and that was also not feeling normal. But we've had a few uh, ski trips for our family and downhill skiing in the winter is inherently distance. Our faces have always been covered. So, um, and the resorts where we have gone have done a really great job of like, sometimes when you go up on a, on a ski lift, if there's a single person that can jump on your lift with you, they allow that, but they don't allow that this year. So that has felt like a very nice change of venue, but everything that we've sought out has been outside, um, for obvious reasons. And so we've just had to get creative. Creativity is the name of the game, I'm sure. And, you know, we've had, we've had our excursions here and there too. And, you know, if you back up and look at it, there are quite a few things you can do safely. Taking the moment to intentionally choose where you spend your time is really kind of healthy. So it's not like we aren't getting good things out of this time of forced consideration. Um, but I do think, you know, the run up on a year of pandemic and more messed with some people's brains, you know, realizing that I've spent a whole year doing this thing that I thought I was only going to do for a few weeks. It doesn't feel real. What will we be doing next? It's, it's, it's just been an interesting, an interesting mental space. Are you seeing uh, fatigue or boredom in your team? Yes, I think we have. I mean, over the course of time, it, it fluctuates. Part of it is, and you know, we, we've talked about this at the office, there's not a lot of need to take time off when there's no place to go. So I didn't see staff take a, enough time off to go recharge because they had no place to go. So that is a problem. The fact that your commute is, you know, the 10 feet from the room number one to room number two doesn't give you that break and that reset that you would need, especially near the end of the day when you're trying to get back into your evening. So I've seen that manifest in a little bit of fatigue, probably a little bit of boredom. It's been hard on our team to keep the teamwork because so much of creative teamwork comes from that energy when you're together. Yeah. How about you? What have you seen? Yeah, I would say I've seen um, some restlessness and anxiety and fatigue, but I would say that that's not what I see first. Um, But I think we've all needed to be intentional. You know, we all have to take it upon ourselves to figure out um, how to navigate what we're going through. I've also seen a lot of really great innovation. Um, I've got, you know, one team member who completely finished his basement. I've got another team member uh, looking for a house, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, house projects, crafting, there's a lot of great stuff going on. But I think that's all of us um, putting our energy into something that, that makes us feel good. 
I yeah, it is, and it it has been nice. In fact, um, when we can all get together again, I think our team is going to share all of our craft projects because between us, we probably could have an entire spa and a well-stocked kitchen with the things we've invented. So we're pretty happy with that. Um, I look forward I do, to being able to play uh, board games with with oh, my team. I miss that. I know. Yeah, and I think the the hard part is that. Um, we looked upon this as temporary. And so we've had this, this is temporary mindset. And it, it kind of messes with you to think you're going to something temporary, then realize, oh, well, it's going to be a little longer. Oh, wait, maybe a little longer. Oh, wait, maybe a little longer. So that unknown hamster wheel of it all, I've seen manifest in our clients, in our staff, in my own day to day. It's just an interesting place to be. And I, I'm sure almost everyone is experiencing fatigue with the pandemic and it's affecting their workplace. I'm curious how that's looking in other workplaces. Yeah. Well, and, and of, of course we want to acknowledge too, that it, it can be incredibly serious in terms of how it's impacting individuals, mental health. And um, so we would encourage people to use the resources that are available in our communities and others um, to get to to seek out the resources that uh, that would line up with what works um, for you. So what else are you doing? What I know you've made soap. Everybody seems to have made bread. I made bagels this weekend for homemade for the first time. Ooh. Oh, uh, I have good. a whole cabinet full of seasoned salts for cooking. So that's exciting. That was, you know, the end of the garden, dry every herb that you've got and mm -hmm. mix it all together with some salts. So we're in good shape there. So, I mean, there are some bright spots, don't get me wrong. I'm just tired of not working in our environment and I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, you're almost there. Almost. Yep. There are some organizations that are back. I mean, you, half of your staff is back, right? Is that not the, not the whole staff, but half. And some organizations are fully back to work. You know, so this, oh, woe is me, is our decision as much as anything to remain remote. Um, but I am looking forward to the days when we all get up in the morning, get dressed, get our keys, and off we go to some new environment. Well, in the meantime, what is it that you would recommend as... Um ways to alleviate fatigue or boredom? Um, the healthy ones or the not healthy ones? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because this cocktail is pretty tasty. Yes. And delicious. that makes me forget that I'm bored. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have any recommendations. I think it's different for everybody. You know, some people can read a million books or spend all of their time outside. But I'm still not seeing that, even in my friends' I'm not seeing it solve the problem. So I don't know if I have a recommendation on this one. I'm seeing lots of people trying lots of things and still feeling a little level of unease because they're not getting that one thing that they want. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's different for everybody. For me, I know I, know I have to spend time outside. Fresh air does me all the wonders in the world. The one thing that I want is new experiences. We, you know, our family loves to travel, even if it's just day tripping somewhere. Um, so I really miss that. But, you know, I think we all need to figure out what our own stress management techniques are, what nourishes our soul in terms of taking breaks or eating well or 
being mindful, meditating, journaling, gratitude practice, whatever your brand of that is, and uh, and just hanging on. <laughs> Hang on, you can do it. <laughs> I think I think the best thing is to acknowledge it and call it what it is, and really explore. And when we were looking at this at this topic, are you feeling fatigue or boredom? Which is which? Are you feeling overwhelmed? How does that look? And so when you're not feeling up up to snuff, taking the time to figure out what thing you're experiencing and what's making you experience it helps you to name it, put it in a place, and move past it. And I think that's part of it. The unnamed unknown of it all can get a little overwhelming. And, you know, Karen's got her great techniques for getting past that. Um, I just want to know what your step counter looks like on the days that you're trying to work things out when you go for a big long hike? Uh, you know, the last big weekend walk I did, I did five and a half miles and I was pretty tired. <laughs> but, uh, um, but you know, that, that allows me to work a lot out in my head. Yeah, that's a good kind of fatigue right there. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. We'll see you next time. If we're honest, a freelancer can be way cheaper than hiring an established studio. So when should you, the client, choose a freelancer? And when do we, the agencies, use them? Join us next time as we talk about what to look for and why. Cheers. Cheers.